0: Join East West Bookshop for The Divine Matrix, unleashing the power of spiritual technology, an evening with Greg Braden. Tuesday, May 9th at Seattle Unity Church. Scientist, visionary, and best selling author of The Isaiah Effect and The God Code, Greg Braden shares from his new book, Secrets of the Lost Mode of Prayer, in a multimedia presentation. Tickets are available online at eastwestbookshop.com.
1: one conference pass at any level get another free for the upcoming Sacred Activism Conference in Seattle May 11th to the 14th this exclusive offer for Dr. Pat listeners ends March 17th visit with people like Mary Ann Williamson talk with Andrew Harvey and Carolyn Mace experience a workshop with Dr. Gene Houston be energized by the keynote address of Robert Kennedy Jr. and join sacred activists from our own community people like Reverend Kathy Ann Lewis Rabbi Ted Falcon Muslim Sufi Jamal Rahman and many more music sacred rituals panel discussions poetry, and lots more. Hang out with Dr. Pat as she does the Dr. Pat Show live from the Linwood Conference Center. Here's how it works. Register at wisdomuniversity.org. And where it says promo ID type, drpat one That's drpat one Simply add the name of the person you're bringing. This offer not applicable to student rate registration. For questions, call 415-561-2348. That's 415-561-2348. Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
2: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live. Bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Yes, indeedy, Yippee Skippy
3: a little bit of a, hmm, a little lull. That <laughs> um, will, let's explain to everybody why. I was, just,
2: I was just with Dr. Chen. There you go. You're, you're listening you're, to the, I have to say, you're listening to the Dr. Pat show right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM KKNW. And you're going to want to continue to listen. Um, Benny, I think it's important that you give out information about how people can listen over the internet like uh, my guest did yesterday.
3: Mm-hmm. Sounds good. You can just visit our website at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. Got a little right-hand icon up there at the top saying, listen live. Click it. Click on that bad boy. Make sure, everyone, to disable your pop-up blocker so then you can stream the show. That's very important, and directions are listed there as well. Does it
2: say how to do that? Yeah.
3: Well, it should be in your little... Huh? Well, yeah, sort of. No, I I guess it doesn't.
2: It doesn't say that. We should have that on there. How to do that. How to disable. Because my entire team couldn't figure out how to do that.
3: I'll, I'll <laughs> research that so we can get it on there.
2: Get it on there. Tell them how to disable that pop-up blocker thing.
3: But if you already know, then it's a simple thing.
2: It's not, I've got something that comes up that says uh, when there's a pop-up, there's a little message on the top that says, Oh, we just blocked this. Do you want to let this happen? I said, oh. It says, oh. I just, <laughs> <laughs> it says, oh. 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 You just disabled oh, me. No, no, no. You just did it. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Boy, we've got a great show for you today. Um, you know, we have just, I'm feeling so blessed. There's just so much going on. Um,. I don't even know where to start. I think you heard me mention yesterday when I was speaking with uh, Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis. And what a fabulous show that was. You all just loved it. Um, I wanted to just let you know that we have so much planned for you uh, that um, you'll st- start to see this unfold a little bit at a time. And by the time you get to June 1st, here's what our tagline is. June is busting out all over, and so is the Dr. Pat show. What do you think of that? I'm all over it. Wasn't that a song? June is busting out all over? Any listener out <laughs> there know? I don't know about that one. How well is that with it? I don't it? know about that if one. If you know how that song goes, please call us and sing sing a little bit. But I know, we're, I know that's a song <laughs> or something. <laughs> You're listening, Dr. Pacho. Today we have with us, this is a very special day, and we want to talk a little bit about what's happening today. Regularly, Stephanie Doran would be here, but she's in Vegas right now, uh, enjoying the I Can Do It conference. Okay, you. Yes. <laughs> that was... She's making her singing debut Of course in Vegas. she is. <laughs> yeah. She's on... With Celine. Yeah, she's on a
3: business trip. She absolutely quote is. Unquote, She is right? on a business trip.
2: And business, and she's with our friends Hay- at Hay House. And I'm so thrilled that Hay House has come back into the mix, as a matter of fact, Benny. We're going to be featuring a number of the Hay House authors right here on the show. Crystal Andrus Doreen and Virtue, you heard Sonia Cherquette last week, uh, John Holland, um, we had Greg Brayton. They are all coming back. And we really are inspired by that. Also, I want to thank Hay House. I know they've gone away from for a while, they were, they were off doing Hay House Radio, and they still are, but they are now back to having their authors interview on other stations, and we're very, very grateful for that, because we just love them all. And you'll find out more uh, later on in the show about Greg Braden's event, because again, fabulous interview the other day and he is just an amazing individual and it's all part of the journey that we're on all part of how we are taking steps to make this world a better place and that's the key for today's show today i'm here with reverend michael ingersoll and he is going to announce the people that you have nominated for ordinary people extraordinary outcomes he's going to talk about their stories this is all part of the sacred activism conference now i want to say this i'm gonna say it now and then i'm just gonna mention it again because the conference rates have been significantly reduced now i would like to say that that's happened because (laughs) all of you have expressed an interest that those rates be reduced i have gotten more calls and emails from people saying what an amazing conference. We have not seen anything like this in this town for a very long time. You looked at the lineup. You saw people like Marianne Williamson, Carolyn Mace, uh, uh Robert Kennedy Jr., Gene Houston. Yesterday we had Reverend Dr. Uh, Kathy Ann Lewis here. You've got Lisa Domke going here. We've got people, Jim Garrison, people from the local community here, music. Uh, yoga. There will be simultaneously uh, simultaneous panel discussions going on. The rates have been dropped. You can get in this conference all four days, all four days, for two hundred and ninety nine dollars. Absolutely incredible. And I did give a rate uh, yesterday. A senior, and I'll and I'll get you more information. A senior can attend this. A two day piece of this for forty nine dollars. So this is what's happening in town. And we want to, we want to thank. The people that have stepped up to sponsor it. And here are some of the sponsors. Antioch University, Bastyr University, Center for Ethical Leadership, Center for Spiritual Living, Global Academy, Institute of Noetic Sciences. We're hanging out with some cool people here. New Voice of Business, One Spirit Learning Alliance, OCR School at Seattle University, Reclaim the Media, Seattle Unity Church, Sightline Institute, State of the World Forum, The Dr. Pet Show, The Inquiring Mind, Third Place Books, Tools for Change, Washington State University. Universalist, Voices for Justice, would be It would be Institute, and yes, magazine. And so all of this going on today with the show with Reverend Michael, and he is calling us from New York. Lots to talk about. These stories are going to blow you away. What we want to say is all of this isn't giving back to you, the Dr. Pat listeners. We have the gift today. We're going to be giving away, actually, two decks of of none other than what cards, Benny? Those
3: would be the prosperity cards from and, Heidi Bear. Hey,
2: my girl, Heidi. All mm-hmm. right, let's pull one of these cards. Sounds grovelicious.
3: Uh-huh. The gong gets heavier and heavier for me
2: to pull over here every day. Woo-hoo! Oh, my goodness, this is like a big, long one. This is like a big, long affirmation. We have uh-uh. to do it. I don't know if we could do a countdown on this, but we'll, have <laughs> to, we'll hold it for Reverend Michael. He might give us some insight. Sounds <laughs> good. You ready? Reverend Michael there?
3: Oh, yeah. Let's bring we're him up. I didn't know you wanted me to bring him on yet. Oh, just
2: right. We want to bring you up for the affirmation. <laughs> are you ready for this, everybody?
4: Thank you. I'm here now.
2: All right. There you are. Action is the active ingredient that transforms my goals into reality. Yesterday, when Kathy and Lewis was on, the affirmation had to do with putting your goals in writing. Now, listen to this. And, and what she talked about was action. Listen to this. Action, sacred activism action is the active ingredient the active ingredient that transforms my goals into reality set out set out with clear goals and positive expectations then watch for guidance this is the key you've got to pay attention watch for guidance and take action Being courageous enough to act on your intuition brings your goals into reality and it is just that That we are doing here at the Dr. Pat show. And as I mentioned yesterday, if you did not hear, we are uh, branching out because our goal was to expand and reach over 2 million listeners this year. Let me tell you, uh, Reverend Michael, how this is manifested because I know you're going to be able to give some insight because I know what you do in New York. We put that intention out there. We prayed for it. We brought in practitioners. Didn't really know how it would show up. Now what we're doing is we will be syndicating this show to the Florida market in Tampa Bay, Sarasota. We've got our eye on New York. Maybe Reverend Michael can help us with that.
4: I'd love to.
2: We are going to be having a show on BBSRadio.com. Phenomenal Internet Radio Network. BBSRadio.com. Then we have been asked to do a show on HealthyLiving.net right before Barbara Marks Hubbard, which is my guest next week. And of course, we're continuing to do it on Voice America. When you add those together in terms of listenership, it is close to three million people and we're just warming up so we've got lots involved a lot of gifts to give you we started the gift of the day campaign we're not done we're going into May we're then going to go into June to give all of you all of you that listen all of you that have spread the word about this show we're giving it back to you because without giving it back to you we're really not doing much here so that's what we're jazzed about Reverend Michael what do you think of all that?
4: That is so wonderful, and what a gift you can give to the Northwest. Well, you know, to, to, from where you are, and now the new, these new cities that you're going to be talking to, what a gift!
2: Isn't it all part of the spiritual practice, though? I mean, Ab- he,
4: absolutely. Yeah, and and, and what, that's what Kathy Ann, Reverend Kathy Ann, talked a little bit about yesterday. To be able to say, you know, what is our intention? What are we committed to? And when we step into alignment with that intention and commitment with spirit, all things are possible.
2: So when you looked at, I want to ask you this question and then we're going to take a break. So I want you to hold the answer till we get back. You have been assigned, so to speak, the wonderful job of looking through the nominations. Nominations by our listeners, by people from all over. To look at ordinary people with extraordinary outcomes. So this is what I'd like you to address when we come back from break. What was your heart saying to you as you read through each and every one of these nominations? Mm. Let's hold that thought. When we come back, we will be speaking to Reverend Michael Ingersoll from New York. I'll tell you a little bit about him. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. And, Mr. Benny?
3: That's right. Can I interject one quick thing? Yes. Were we going to give out Maxine's little tip before we go to this break? We're going to come back to the, the next We're going to do yes.
2: it. We're going to so give I'm out Maxine's tip. situation step. here. Maxine Hyman, for those of you that weren't in on this, Maxine Hyman gave over... Uh, close to $2,000 worth of products and services to one of our loyal listeners. That was a tough decision. She gave that to Ayana and Ayana is kicking off her coaching endeavor with Maxine. So here's what Maxine would like to share with you with Maxine's money tips.
5: Hi, this is Maxine Heinemann, wealth coach and author of The Naked Millionaire, with your money makeover tip of the week. Do you equate money with self-worth? If you do, you're not alone. This and other self-sabotaging beliefs are the center of a shaky relationship with money that is learned. If you want to master money for good, start by realizing that your worth and value as a human being comes from being connected to and acting from your core values and your greater purpose, not your bank account. This is Maxine Hyman, wealth coach and author. If you need more information about how wealth coaching or how our amazing wealth building products can improve your relationship with money, check out our website at TheNakedMillionaire.com, email Maxine at TheNakedMillionaire.com or call 519-740-8287. That's 519-740-8287.
0: Join East West Bookshop for The Divine Matrix, unleashing the power of spiritual technology, an evening with Greg Braden. Tuesday, May 9th at Seattle Unity Church. Scientist, visionary, and best selling author of The Isaiah Effect and The God Code, Greg Braden shares from his new book, Secrets of the Lost Mode of Prayer, in a multimedia presentation. Tickets are available online at eastwestbookshop.com.
2: Escape to a world of yarn and teas like no other. Village Yarn and Tea in Shoreline invites you to their haven of creativity
5: and relaxation. Come see the luscious cotton, wool, blended yarns and teas from around the world. Just starting out and need lessons or need accessories for the complete knitting project? Then make Village Yarn and Tea your destination. For more information, see
2: us online at villageyarnandtea.com. Escape to a world of yarn and teas. Village Yarn and Tea on Ballinger Way in Shoreline, a place to sip and knit.
3: You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. This is Dr. Scott Lynch of Crown Hill Chiropractic with your Maximized Living Tip of the Week. When starting a new wellness nutrition program, add two new healthy food choices per week to your diet for one month, then begin to moderate or eliminate unhealthy food choices. Always create healthy habits first. To learn more about maximizing your life, visit us at crownhillchiropractic.com or call 206-782-8800
1: information, call us toll free at 1-866-461-6463. Write it down, shout it loud. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now wasn't that fun?
2: everyone you're listening to the dr pat show i'm here with reverend michael Ingersoll, and he is here to talk about ordinary people extraordinary outcomes and by the way you know he has produced some extraordinary outcomes as well in his life he is um he is is someone who has dedicated his life he works um in new york through a phenomenal ministry and is really taking the the message of spirituality and as kathy ann lewis said yesterday creating a sacred life he is taking it to a new level, right there in New York City, Reverend Michael. Thank you for joining the show today.
4: What a pleasure it is to be here. It really is. And you know, yesterday when I was listening to you and Kathy, and I was really struck that you you there, Pat, are sitting out looking out over the mountains, and I'm looking out over the tops of buildings and business buildings <laughs> in the garment district. So I know you're looking at you're looking at the mountains, and I'm looking at cement. So. My heart is there with you.
2: I know. When I when I first moved out to Seattle, I I was looking for apartments, and I I turned to the uh, realtor that was taking me around, and I said, "I can't believe there aren't any buildings made out of red brick." (laughs) (laughs) Certain areas. I I, I don't complain about that anymore. (laughs) All right. So tell us about this amazing experience and what your heart was like when you went through, what you felt when you went through, and you read all these nominations.
4: Well, you know, Kathy Ann, and you really set the tone yesterday when you said that, you know, part of our collective waking up is to recognize that each of us is significant. You know, and then if we truly want to do good in the world, which, you know, I really believe is inherent in, in, in us all, that, and we set an intention, like you said, to be that presence of good in the world, then wonderful things can happen. And, you know, those wonderful things can become not so much extraordinary, but really very common. And all of the winners, when I was reading through this the, the nominations, the many many nominations that came in, that they they really reflected that that wonderful desire mm-hmm. to do something and something good in the world, and an and an urge and a desire to participate and to give. And you know, I think that 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 urge to give is just a natural way of life. It's a, it's a natural state of the universe. Mm-hmm. So. You know, spirit, as you know, doesn't have any other way of being. It's forever pressing its goodness into our lives. And, and we grease the skids of that receptivity by actively participating and mirroring that same flow of giving in all areas of our lives, giving of our love, our energies, our wealth, our ideas and actions, and giving of our best selves. Because when we do, we come home more deeply to ourselves, I think. And we experience a greater sense of satisfaction and wholeness within ourselves. And then life on the outside seems to begin to mirror back to us at the same time. Everything that we're expressing out, it brings everything into well, to stasis, mm-hmm. you know, into equilibrium with our own attitude and expectations and, and true intentions.
2: It must have been difficult for you to pick uh, just a, few, you know, what is it, twelve people? It I, no was. one, no one really here. I want to really make it really clear though about this: there are no losers. There are no losers in this. The people that um, apparently were nominated all are doing magnificent work. Don't you? Don't you think?
4: Oh yes, and I'm so very proud to talk about them, and they really. They, all of them in some way or, or, or form mirrored to us what the sacred in action and and the nominations came throughout the country really and our winners are from um, the entire Northwest region including Oregon and San Juan's, Greater Seattle and Bellevue, West Seattle and all ages and races and genders mm-hmm. and just a wonderful group of men and women.
2: People are flying in from all over the place for this conference yeah 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 all right let's let's chat. Let's talk about them.
4: Well, great. You know, it's 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 also when you asked me what was uh, something that was a, a common denominator between them, I wanted mm-hmm. to let you know that there was it was a f- common thread among all the winners and that was that when they had f- when they first had the idea of what they were going to do, coincidentally at the same time a long list of objections came into their heads. Like, <laughs> are you crazy? You know, that won't work. Who's going to support that? I'm still that. hearing that. You know, that. those kinds of objections. Yeah. And their hearts said go.
2: Yeah.
4: And their heads and their egos said, whoa, you <laughs> know. <laughs> But then what happened was that they realized that moving beyond that kind of objection was more of who they really were than being stuck in the objection. Do you know what I mean?
2: I do know what you mean. Believe me. Yeah. I, I I so know what you mean.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, and, but it was great when that, that small, nagging voice said, you can't do that, and it created this laundry list of all the objections. Why not? You know, they felt an even, even greater natural compulsion to, or urge to move beyond yeah. those objections.
2: Once I kicked that voice in the butt, quite frankly, and and believe it or not, a real good kick in the butt that was last September, mm. I we have just been fastening our seatbelts. And I would imagine that the people that you have looked at are in the same category. Once they said yes to that or whatever it is. I can only imagine. I, I, I'm like on the edge of my seat waiting for you to talk about some of the stuff that they've done because I know it's fabulous.
4: It is. And, and, you know, when they said yes, it was so much more comforting to them in the long run and yes. felt so much more satisfying than staying stuck in the no. Yeah. You know, it really was. And I believe, you know, that giving is just that. It's, it's the legs of love and action. And that's probably the theme that showed up in, for the winners, the legs of love in action for me.
2: Oh, it's beautiful.
4: And, and, and I'll just list their names first of all. Sure, sure. So we, and then we'll talk about each of them individually. But I'm very proud to announce that the 12 winners are Richard Berger, Nola Drasdoff, Paul Fishberg, Roger Goodman, Reverend Richard Lang, Rabbi Anson Leitner, Susan Partnell, Laura Peterson, John Sebath. Pastor Patrell uh, Wright or Pastor Pat Wright, oh, and Nathan Yagi Stanton, and uh, again they came from all over the, the Northwest. They are, and I had the opportunity to be with them when we came out for the videotape filming we did of them to be played during the uh, conference. Mm. And what a wonderful, touching, empowered, inspirational group of people they were.
2: Can you email that list to me? I'm happy to pay. All right. Would you do that so that we can get that up on the website?
4: Great.
2: Okay. Well, so fabulous.
4: Start with, let me start with Richard. And I, I mentioned him the last time we were Hi. talking about the, when the nominations were first coming in. And mm-hmm. Richard lives down on Alki Point and has been a uh, fossil and a crystal collector for many years. And last October when the earthquake happened in Pakistan, he, like many of us, was so moved by the the impact of that incident and it was just on the tails of the tsunami and Katrina and everything else and you know we were all sort of feeling tapped out so when he heard about the earthquake initially he didn't he couldn't do anything it was just too big of an idea for him if you know what I mean oh
2: I do know what you mean
4: but the thought of three million people being homeless in the in the middle of a Himalayan winter mm. oh. exposed to elements was too much for him so he thought what can I do What? how can I shrink this idea down a little bit to find something that's very doable for me and then he had an inspiration he thought about survival blankets because he carried them in his own pack so he went down to REI and got a number of them and took them home onto the beach poked them with a stick put them out in the rain and really did this personal testing of them and then Found the one he favored most, and called the manufacturer of that, and asked him if he would be consider at all joining him in helping support the half millions of people who were exposed, and this potentially could save lives. And the manufacturer said absolutely yes. Oh wow! So that call created, uh, created this real collaborative chain reaction response involving Mercy Corps, which is a relief agency distributor, and DHL. Stepped up to the bat, who provided the distribution from here to to um, to there, and hundreds of friends who financially contributed. Richard sent an email out to 253 hundred of his friends, and to date, they have raised over 250 thousand in contributions and have distributed over 200 thousand of these heat shield blankets. That each blanket protects two people to Pakistan. So they have, in essence. You know, potentially saved nearly half a million people's lives. So, from this very big idea that he had that was too large for him to hold, he shrunk it down to a small idea that he could deal with and something he was very familiar with. It became a doable idea for him. simply he, finding he, the, the blanket and making a phone call.
2: He didn't give up with the fact that it was a big idea. Well, oh. you know, and this is really going to be key as you talk about this. I've talked about the power of perseverance on this show. And, you know, a large part of it is uh, going inside, tapping in to, you know, the spiritual nature of what is within you to find out how you can be guided.
4: Exactly right. The next person was Nola Drazdov. And Nola, just by her nature of her spirit of who she was, she loves to travel. And she really had created, even in, in the younger part of her life, a curiosity about different people. And in different places of the world. And then that drew her to not only the people, but their culture. And then finally their, their paths and their traditions and their faiths. And so she started traveling, especially in the eastern area, with groups of people who focused on not not so much the differences but the unity and the reverence among the people on the planet. Mm. So she looked for the unity that connects people while really, you know, honoring that deeper diversity of their culture. And um, particularly in Israel and in Palestine, she served as a peace ambassador for kids for the I Am Foundation, which provided books and materials to children in in crisis situations and settings and was involved in spiritually-based, proactive peace organizations like the Peacemaker Community and the Compassionate Listening Project. Mm. And she would personally do things like come back to Seattle, fill her luggage full of basic medical supplies like Neosporin and Band-Aids and bandages, and take them out to the most remote Disenfranchised, underserved villages in Israel, for instance. And she told me a story about when the, the, the village leader came out to meet her when she was, you know, literally carrying these, this luggage full of medical supplies to her, and he broke into tears that someone would really help them. Someone saw them and recognized their needs because up until then they'd been pretty much invisible to us and to the greater world. And that this one gesture meant the world to them. And that's what Nola's vision is really about. Extending that, those gestures of kindness and being friends in in the world. Like the Dalai Lama said, all we really need to do is make friends. And that's what Nola does. She makes friends all over the world in this wonderful, compassionate way.
2: I, Uh, you know, it's almost like we're talking about invisible acts of kindness i mean invisible in a sense that people are doing this reverend michael oh yeah they are doing it not for the fame not for the glory but they're doing things they are taking action because their hearts are calling them to do so Right. and they're not waiting to say who's taking my picture <laughs> You know, it's like let it, it, me go do this, and let me see how many cameras are there. No, right.
4: and that probably that's a universal kind of trait that they all hold as well too, is that that their intention was to do something very simple and something doable for them, and they probably didn't have any idea of the total effect that that action would have.
2: They they, they didn't. They you know I think if they if they would have had any sense of that at all. I I believe that, uh, you know, all of that would have factored into uh, the things that sometimes distract us and take us off course. Right. 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 Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful.
4: You know, and we have to look at spirituality and practicality as well, too. Okay. And that's another part. And I wanted to talk about Paul Paul Fishberg in West Seattle. And and he has a wonderful link between spirituality and practicality. He is followed because of his his faith and his spiritual belief. He's really been dedicated to building community and building community with healthy roots and longevity. And so Paul in the, in the late 1980s was responsible for really being the first advocate for co-housing and social social justice and and low income housing projects in Seattle and he established King County's first co-housing opportunity which was called Puget Ridge co-housing wow. and then subsequently developed a, a whole business model and a uh, and a, I guess his his mission business mission is to create affordable housing developments and he worked additionally with common ground and Capitol Hill housing improvement and, but The main thing is that he founded the Delridge Neighborhood Development Association. Yes. never existed before. Yes. And the first thing they did was was he lobbied and got the Seattle Public Library to build a branch in that neighborhood. And uh, it says they broke ground from that project in 1999. The DNDA has completed over $33 million in community development projects in Delridge. And they have over 12 million projects under development right right now. Oh, gee. Yeah, the newest one was they took a 1917 elementary school and they converted it into a 25,000-square-foot community arts facility called the Youngstown Arts Center and that additionally had 36 low-income rental units up with it. So he's always looking for projects that can address the larger community with dimension and impact as well as Providing sustainable and low-income housing for people who who need it. Wonderful vision for West Seattle. You know his, that's his target. That's where his home is. That's where he his heart really is. And he's doing wonderful work in that area now too.
2: You know, some of the some of the things we're talking about here, River Michael, are just absolutely phenomenal I mean these folks are not just changing a community but they really are creating a blueprint for people all over the world yes they really are creating and you know we need blueprints by the way you know what I'm saying because when other people step out and do stuff like this what they create is an opening to say wow I can do that, and I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can look at what's happened over here, and maybe it's not exactly what I want to do, but I definitely could look at how that's done, and then I can integrate my creativity, and off we go.
4: Exactly right. Off we go. And, And we can also take existing blueprints and improve on them.
2: <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, we, you know, we were talking about this the other day. I was interviewing Marianne Williamson, and and um and I and I came out and I and I said something, and I'll and I'll admit this. I came out and I said, well, you know, we're having the um, Sacred Activism Conference. It's a first conference like this anywhere. What I really meant to say, it is the first conference like this in the Seattle area, where we're creating an open forum. But I, it wasn't that clear. Marianne said something very interesting. She said. This is not the first. And, you know, this has been done for years and years and years. And then I corrected myself. And you're absolutely right. As I said to my friend Gloria Stein, I'm Gloria. We're standing on the shoulders of all that have come before. That's what we're doing. And so we invite people to, as we're standing, right, Reverend Michael? And as some of these folks, we're standing on the shoulders of all that have come before. Please climb up on my back and get up on my shoulders and let's do it. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we've got more stories to share. Reverend Michael Ingersoll, what a fabulous job they've given you (laughs) to do.
4: And I'm loving it.
2: And you are fabulous in doing it. Uh, let's take a short break. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. We're loving you every minute. These stories are inspiring. Remember, you can climb up on my shoulders. You don't even need a ladder because I'm really not that tall. We'll be right back with The Dr. Pat Show. Do you
5: remember- This is Dr. Nusheen Darvish of Holistic Medical Center in Bellevue announcing a special contest for the Change Your Body, Change Your Life program. This unique nutritional and fitness program is aimed at perfecting body composition by maintaining lean body mass and reducing fat. In May, I will select one person to receive a free enrollment valued at $4,600. To learn more about the program and to enter the contest, go to drdarvish.com and click on Change Your Body, Change Your Life. Your entry must be submitted by May 1st to be considered. I will announce the winner on the air on the Dr. Pat Show in May. Go to drdarvish.com. That's d-r-d-a-r-v-i-s-h.com. now to enter the contest and to learn about this life-changing program.
3: What's baffling the medical community? Tune in to the Dr. Pat Show to learn about Reconnective Healing, a powerful new forum of healing using frequencies brought onto the planet and taught by Dr. Eric Pearl, author of The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. Dr. Pearl will teach this work June 9th through the 11th at the Seattle Center. You, too, can master this extraordinary work. Call one 888 eric Pearl. That's 1-888-374-2732 to reserve your space today. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, you want to take the worry out of it and work with a professional from REMAX Champions. After all, REMAX sells more real estate than any other. Serving all of Western Washington, REMAX Champions alone sold over $100 million this past year. Call Dennis
4: Sikowski at
3: 888-62-DREAM. That's 888-62-DREAM for a friendly, candid, and professional conversation about your real estate needs. The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile.
5: Men, are there things in your life that just aren't working? Do you want change but aren't sure how to make it happen? Have you considered getting help but have no desire to sit on a couch dissecting your problems? Neurolinguistic programming is the answer. Powerful, immediate, permanent change without all the talk. Conducted in an atmosphere of strength, focus, and intent. Designed to put you back in the driver's seat where you belong. If you're ready to take charge of your life now, contact Greg Hoskins, certified NLP practitioner. Counseling with a purpose. Visit our website at TheEssentialFire.com. That's TheEssentialFire.com. Or call 425-397-7559. That's 425-397-7559.
1: 1150 KKNW.com, your connection to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
2: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm here with Reverend Michael Ingersoll. I want to direct you to the Wisdom University website, www.wisdomuniversity.org. Sacred activism is what you want to click on when you get there. All of the prices have been significantly reduced. 25% in a lot of cases, there is just something here for everyone. Today, we're talking about the winners of the nomination for Ordinary People, Extraordinary Outcomes. I'm here with Reverend uh, Michael Ingersoll, and we're going to go through so that you can hear what some of these extraordinary outcomes are. Thank you, Reverend Michael.
4: Oh, you're welcome. Where we left off, we were talking about, you know, the blueprints that are available that we are stepping into and some of the... uh, some of our nominees, and one, this one in particular, uh, Roger Goodman, really took an existing bl- blueprint and said, you know, we can really improve on this. And that blueprint was, is our drug policy and, and drug attitudes here in America and that just don't say no to drugs policy that he really felt wasn't working as well as it should be working.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: He's an attorney, and he characterizes himself as an attorney sitting behind his desk pushing papers, and every now and then he comes up to talk. And But when he talks, people listen and people all across america those people who are responsible for crafting the drug policies that we use in america he's always been a spokesperson for the human dignity i guess is the best word to characterize him When the king county bar association was seeking leadership and vision for change in that in our current policies they hired roger to head the drug policy project so over the past five years, Roger has brought together the finest um, legal and social policy thinkers to help craft and publish more up-to-date research and findings in drug policy and control recommendations that are more current with us today, and that, that's drawn attention from all over the United States from legal organizations. And he's become a voice for, and a visionary, a voice for change in, in, in those policies that reflect a desire to treat people who have drug problems, not as criminals, but people who are in need of treatment, instead of crowding our facilities, our, 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 our uh, correctional facilities with people who are tr- need, in need of, of drug treatment, instead of moving them out and having them seek and, and providing services that allow them to more fully integrate back into society and to, and to be, and to recover in a way that is more healthy and wholesome other than being incarcerated. And this is a new voice coming from the Northwest that's affecting the the whole conversation in the United States right now. And people are listening to him, and they're listening hard because what he has to say with the statistics and the and the kind of information he's giving is making sense to a lot of people in America today
2: how can one even know the impact of that when you start out you know what I'm saying right it's not even probably wasn't in anywhere in the consciousness in terms of this is where this going to go it has to do with a focus and a commitment doesn't it
4: absolutely and the same is true for the next winner which is um, uh, pastor Reverend Richard Lang and Richard is the pastor the minister of the Trinity United Methodist Church. And he has, similar to Roger, a passion for social justice. And both he and and Roger talk about those most marginalized people. And his passion is about how do we create dialogue and how do we welcome our, the most marginalized people into our lives in way way that, that gendered respect for them, understanding, and compassion. And he's been focusing his ministry around social justice based on his first... his roots in fundamentalism and then his uh, evolution in his own spiritual path into methodism but and that he has a great understanding of the problems posed by the convergence of politics mm-hmm. and that fundamental belief and fundamentalism and and a unique ability to explain this to his congregation and to the Seattle public at large and uh, he consistently speaks either a voice for the, the silent, in the many, many, many cases, the people, for instance, the poor, the, the people who are seeking better housing opportunities. Uh, he and his wife and family were uh, involved in Tent City, and he's always been an advocate for low-income in- housing, um, as well as, you know, really trying to focus his ministry and his voice around the... Uh, the the embrace or the invitation for us to to uh, talk to and discuss and and to welcome people to the table who we otherwise have disregarded in our mm-hmm. lives. Mm. And um, this kind of focused ministry, uh, he was just awarded by the Rauschenbusch Center for Spirit and Action, awarded him the annual award for ministry because of that. And he, he just really is deeply committed to us being more awake about the populations that surround us that we just don't generally interact with and the plight that they have in their lives.
2: This is just, you're just blowing me away.
4: Yeah. Another person who was, uh, I'm just really pleased to announce, was Rabbi Anson Leitner, and many people in the Northwest know him, and for many, many years he's been at the forefront of working with the communities of faith, and also people living with HIV and AIDS, and he's been doing that since the late 1980s. And he was chosen because of his continual uh, vision to network with different people for us to collectively work together. And because when we do, the greater good can be affect the greatest number of people. And he experienced that when he started being executive director of the Multi-Faith Works. At that time, it was called Multi-Faith AIDS Project. And he was in contact with other service agent providers in the Northwest that were also serving people living with HIV and AIDS. And over a number of years, collectively, brought them under this one larger organization. So under that came Seattle Shanti, AIDS Care Teams, Multi-Faith Alliance of Reconciling Communities, Multi faith aids housing project and the Ariel MS house, a huge undertaking. Oh, my gosh! Can you imagine the number of populations that each of those organizations serve? And now that they're all underneath this one larger umbrella organization, and many people have been hearing about multi faith works for many years due to his leadership in that area. And yes, he's uh, then not only that, but he's been continued to be. Uh, Participating with the King County Task-, on, Task Force on Human Services, the Program for Early Parent Support, Northwest Development Officers Association, the Interfaith Alliance of Washington, the Coalition for a Jewish Voice, the Washington Coalition of Rabbis, and the Interfaith Council of Washington. I mean, his involvement again, just reflected by those association, is he is the voice for collaboration, and and the voice for let us if we work collectively. We can leverage the highest good for the greatest number of people. And it's been proven, and he's shown in his wonderful work and the kind of services that these wonderful agencies do in the Northwest and how it impacts the lives of hundreds of thousands of people.
2: And these are ordinary people doing extraordinary things.
4: Absolutely.
2: Okay. Um, Who else do we have?
4: Well, we have Susan Partnow and... Um, I, I just heard that she was going to be one of the presenters and I didn't know that ah. the denomination came in she's going to be one of the workshop pr- pr- presenters and Susan even in my interview I got this sense of her that she really embodies Mahatma Gandhi's quote you know be the change you wish to see in the world right for over 20 years she's been working to with grassroots networks to create this collaborative solutions to promote non-violence and peace and justice and sustainability and she created the, the the Families for Peace to support raising children with social awareness. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the American-African-Jewish Coalition, Coalition for Justice, the Earth Charter, the, the uh, Community Summit in Seattle, the Compassionate Listening Listening Project, but, and also the Conversation Cafe. I mean, the Peace Trees Vietnam, the Citizens Train to Washington. So this isn't just her history. But recently she created the Global Citizens Journey, And what she's done is she's taken citizens here from the United States with a vision to take them to disenfranchised communities and have them with their hearts and hands be of help to those communities. So recently she took uh, 20 Americans to the Creeks area of the Nigerian Delta, and together with the Nigerian citizens that were living in that area, they built the community's first library. And what's interesting is that the communities that there were warring communities in that area and and this project was the first thing that brought them together in peace mm. so the 20 americans came down with the local nigerians and physically built this building funded books put them up and had this great welcoming celebration for the building but the building, the bricks and the mortar were really the bricks and the
2: mortar of peace. Oh, what courage! Mind. What courage! Absolutely, holy cow! Oh my goodness! Look at these people! You know, I mean, how can one not be inspired, Reverend Michael?
4: You, uh, just, <gasps> it just gives me tingles when I even talk about them.
2: Hmm. Uh,
4: Another person was Laura Peterson, and Laura Peterson had been working in the foster care and orphanage business for many, many years here in the Northwest and in Oregon, and she's in Portland, Oregon, and her job primarily, she said, was to deal with the children who the system really let down, Mm -hmm. or, or dealt with children when it was too late, when they were having behavioral problems, when they weren't able to bond or connect with new foster parents, and... She really felt that she wanted, she had an idea, and her inspiration was, why can't I help them from the very beginning? So she founded Hearts to Hands to Hearts, um, Hands to Hearts International, and what she's done is she has pinpointed orphanages in the most remote areas of the world, and... And gone into and and said, I'm going to affect those communities and those babies at the very first moments of their lives. Oh, my gosh. So what she's done, for instance, the first project that they worked on was in India. And she went and she not only does she want to impact the infant's life, but she wants to empower women. So what she did is she went into a community in a village in India that had an orphanage. And, or they had several orphanages in the area, and took women from those communities who had been other, just having lives as mothers and wives, and trained them in early childhood development, gave them the skills, you know, took, took them to school, you know, and said, "I'm going to, we're going to teach you early childhood development skills, nurturing and nanny-like skills," and then brought them into the orphanages and paid them to be responsible for six to eight babies each. And these were babies who were laid in cribs, unloved, untouched.
2: So they actually got to be uh, mentees at the same time. Absolutely. How brilliant is that?
4: Absolutely. And now that empowered the women. And then the babies were nurtured in such a way that bonding happened. They understood what support and love was like, which made them healthier, more lovable, and more adoptable in the long range. And the kind of adoption fees that were paid are gonna sustain the projects by themselves. So her first project affected forty women and four hundred babies in that one village. Oh my goodness. So she's duplicating that now throughout the country and throughout throughout the world.
2: Oh my Wonderful goodness. Wonderful project. Hands
4: oh, to heart international.
2: Just beautiful.
4: At Mother's Day, I'm thinking about that.
2: It's just beautiful. <laughs> That's coming up, you know? It is. It's actually, Mother's Day is on the week, of, week Sunday of the conference. Right. Okay, who else do we have?
4: Uh, John Sebuth. And John is a remarkable man, and the word I use for him is passion. In fact, that, that Climate Solutions called John as one of the country's most passionate global warming activists. Mm. And when you meet John, you will he's a very unique guy. He uh, went to Vietnam as a, as a young teenager, and again from this deeper need of wanting to give and to serve, volunteered right away to be on a part to be a part of the uh, the first aid ambulance teams of the helicopters that came in. Trained as a medic to pick up the wounded and dying from the battlefields, from the for the Red Cross, and he saved countless of countless lives in doing that service, but also. Was a great comfort to those people who did not survive, with, as he was met at them out. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. in one of the trips, his helicopter was hit, and John was wounded, and that was his last trip. And he speaks from that wound now, through the throughout his his life, and his wound is a part of his voice that he gives out to people now. And he's a wonderful advocate, not so much anti-war, but an advocate for. His brothers and sisters in the military and the kind of experience they have while at war, mm. which is something we really don't think about. No, we don't. We don't. And and he's also talked about uh, nuclear weaponry and he's been speaking at a lot of colleges and high schools and places about war in general and the effects also of global warming. He's a devout environmentalist passionate about our environment and really one of you know and the critical issue on mm. our plates all of our plates is global warming right mm. now and he's a wonderful voice for that i know so his passion around the military and around the environment is something that made him a wonderful example oh, and this somebody is, we really wanted to this is getting excited this is
2: exciting this is exciting i know who you're going to talk about now do you pat Wright?
4: no <laughs> peggy taylor
2: okay do you Pat remember Ryan. Charlie Murphy?
4: Mm-hmm. Do you know Charlie Murphy, the great musician here in the Northwest from uh-huh. bumper shooting everywhere? Yeah. Well, Peggy Taylor partnered with Charlie Murphy to create Powers of Hope, which is uh, a wonderful organization which takes disenfranchised youth throughout the summer and pairs them up with performing uh, musicians, with artists, with craftsmen, with designers, with all of these wonderful intergenerational artists. And allows the children, and and, and implants in these young youth at 14 to 18 years old, that not only are they needed, but their voices are needed as we move forward to build a better life for ourselves. Mm. And really empowers them with this intergenerational dialogue with older adults, empowers the youth in ways that they experience themselves in new ways, and they experience each other too, in respectful and supportive ways. And allows them to really have a deeper connection with their whole spirit and creativity and wholeness. And the turnaround in on these, these young people throughout the summer and through their program, she said, is remarkable. They come in broken and they come out whole. So we really had to honor them for this wonderful, it's called uh, uh, pr- pr- Power of Hope, and you'll hear more about that at the conference.
2: Oh, I, I know. Uh, Bill Grace is doing something about that, I think. Exactly right. Yeah, there right. we go. See, I've been paying attention.
4: Good for you. And we get to talk about one of my most favorite people is Pat Wright now.
2: Yes. Pat Wright gave me a okay. few pointers in how to sing. She said I was a tenor. She'll never remember this. <laughs> but she is amazing. Go ahead.
4: Well, you know, when you, in the Northwest, when you think about gospel music, who do you think of?
2: I can tell you. Pat Wright.
4: And the Total Experience Gospel Choir. Yeah. Yeah. And absolute, Pat has created this 35-year history in the Northwest of inspiration and spiritual singing and uplifting our and uplifting our spirits like nobody I've ever known and I've experienced her many many times at different events throughout the city and the choir and I've always had this deeper connection and this deeper sense of enthusiasm and joy coming from them She started out her, her father was a Baptist minister in Texas at three years old he said, honey I want you to sing and so she stood in front of the, the, the church. And I guess just blew the socks off of everyone. They didn't realize how good of a singer she was, and she took her, as she said, her small little talent, and parlayed that into a, a larger musical career. And when she arrived in Seattle, I think in 1964, she was uh, she was working in the public school system at that mm-hmm. time. And they said, "Gee, you know, something really needs to be done with. We have a group of young young people at Franklin High School." who needs some direction, mm. who needs some really direction in terms of a way that they can express themselves. And so she thought of the idea of the Gospel Choir as being a tool for self-expression. Mm. So introduced the Gospel Choir at Franklin High School in 1973. And then the... the as we all know, the experience of the choir just grew and grew and grew. They were Seattle's first musical ambassadors. Mm. Did you know that? Yes. That, that term, that coined the term musical ambassadors was given to them in uh, 1986 when they were sent to Nicaragua on behalf of the city.
2: Wow. We have got to run. Who else didn't we? Uh, let's mention the last couple of people as we close.
4: Yagi Stanton is our last person, and he's a 17-year-old high school yes. student at Sammamish
2: High School. All righty. Now, here's what I'd like to tell you. The first two people to call this number, 206-523-5522, 206-523-5522. First two people, each of you get a deck of the Horror Money Cards. We'll see you on Monday with Barbara Marks Hubbard. Thank
3: you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk Radio to Thrive by...